Hey beautiful humans, I'm Brienne and this is Venus and Chiron. Welcome or welcome back. Today's episode is going to be random. I'm feeling a little bit uninspired if I'm honest. I had some ideas that I wanted to talk about, but my brain is just not in a place where I feel like I can flow and create that structure in the way that I want to. So instead, I'm going to talk about plants because it doesn't use much brain power for me to talk about plants. I talk about them all the time and I love them so much. And one day I do want to do a more structured episode about plants but and plant medicine specifically, but today... I'm just going to tell some stories about my adventures with the plant world and about how magical plants can be. So my journey with the plant world, I mean, I it's kind of hard to pick up a time when it all started. Like, there's little moments and little experiences I had over the years with plants. I think, first of all, growing up, I like to spend a lot of time out in like the berm area behind my house. I liked to play in the ravine by my house and go looking for frogs. I liked to and was privileged to go hiking and camping. I loved climbing trees. I just liked being out in nature. So I feel like my relationship with the natural world really began then. But my relationship with the natural world in terms of conscious healing started in my maybe late teens, early 20s. I just remember there was, like, somebody one day said to me that I could hug a tree and that the tree could help take away the pain that I was feeling. Like, it could absorb that from me. And someone else had once told me that when I felt, like, overwhelmed with fear or depression or anxiety, I could sit on the earth and I could visualize the earth taking that from me. And filling me back up with light. And I think, yeah, like these were weird fleeting moments for two separate individuals that were essentially strangers to me. But I took what they said and I remember practicing that. And I have such vivid experiences of that helping me with my mental health issues at the time. So that's when I think I started to become way more curious about the natural world. I was already, like, I was in university studying environmental science at this time. I already knew that nature recharged me and that it made me feel safe and that it made me feel happy and that it was something I wanted to dedicate more of my life to, but I didn't really know. I didn't have such an intimate relationship with the natural world yet. And, yeah, I mean, I just continued to explore my relationship with nature more in a poetic way. Like, I would say that I could hear the trees whispering and... I could, and I could sometimes hear them saying things, but I I didn't have the environment around me where I could, um, where that could be believed. <laughs> so I think people often just saw me as speaking poetically when on a level I really felt what I was saying was true, but I didn't understand why or how yet. And I didn't have any like practical proof that like, yes, this tree is saying hello to me. Anyway, and so... Maybe fast forward a few years, this is kind of a slow developing relationship I'm having with the plant world. It's quite based in science and it's quite unspoken and not understood, but I have this special bond with nature. I start getting a lot of plants. (laughs) I talk to my plants. I 
care deeply for the plants that I own and yeah just over time I've just become known as someone that deeply loves and connects with nature and then I think I must have been like 25 maybe 24 I guess 25 maybe just turned 25 and I was living with a couple of roommates and one of my roommates gave me um three books about plant medicine and they were from his brother who was disabled and died shortly after that. Um, I'm not going to go into the details of his experience, but before his accident, he had been really interested in plant medicine, among many other things. And so his brother, who I lived with, gave me these three books because he thought I might find them interesting. So I was really excited to find to see these books, and I read them, and... You know when you are, like, really, like, when something really resonates with you, you know when sometimes there's, like, a book, I don't know, I feel like I can move through books pretty slowly, but when something resonates with me, I will just go through the books so quickly, and that's what it was like with this. I just read through these books so rapidly, and everything I was reading was, like, yes, this is it, like, this is all of the language of the things that I couldn't speak before, and it's all right here and it all makes sense. And I was so excited. And I was like, this is, I was in a bit of a lost place at that state in my life. I had graduated from my degree in environmental science, but I I didn't really want to go into working with industry or anything like that. I wanted to be more connected to working with people, which is another passion of mine, like helping heal people. And I knew one day I wanted to heal people through nature and through the environment. Like, kind of merge those two worlds together in some way and when I read these books I was like I need to learn more about plant medicine so I think it was November at the time and I went through and I just researched online just looking for any programs I could enroll in and I found one that was on the island I was living in like Vancouver area at the time and so but I had a friend that lived on the island and the program was like I think every other weekend or one weekend a month for however long and yeah so I applied and I ended up getting a call back and I ended up doing an interview and getting into the program it was a herbal medicine apprenticeship program and the program was set to begin in March and I remember I was really excited about it it felt like the perfect next step for me and I was excited to learn more about plant medicine and In the meantime, I just tried to study and explore and learn more on my own. And yeah, I remember that winter being really, really intense. I probably talk about this a little bit in my intro episode or other episodes, but this is when I started to see and hear like really terrifying demons and things like that. It was really horrible, and if you've heard my intro story, you know that I've been hearing and seeing these things since I was a kid, and then they came on and off throughout my life. At this point in my life, this was the most potent they had been since childhood. So it was really intense. I was really scared, and at the same time as all of this was happening, I got incredibly sick physically. I couldn't keep any food down. I couldn't breathe. I was constantly nauseous. I could barely walk up a flight of stairs without collapsing. Like, I, my system shut down. It was really, really intense. 
and I remember I had to quit my job and I had to take out a loan from my roommate to be able to pay my bills and I was just really scared and I didn't know what to do but I had this apprenticeship in March and I was really nervous about how I was going to make it work I was going to have to travel to the island and back and that was like you know like a long it was a long trek and I didn't know how I was going to be making those trips I didn't know how I was going to be functioning because I was so dysfunctional at that time in my life but when I started the program right away it was exactly what I needed I oh yeah like I think it must have been the first week we met where I met Hawthorne which I think I talk about this in the intro episode but we all did a plant sit together as a group this I can't remember if this is the first or second time we met but either way we did a plant sit as a group where we each sat with a different tree that was the same species Hawthorne and we just meditated for 30 to 45 minutes and came back into circle after and shared what had come up for us and it was really really life-changing for me because everybody received very similar messages and we were all able to understand the medicinal properties of the plant based on the the symbols that were offered up to us and it was in that moment when i realized that these trees whispering to me were really whispering to me like these things that were happening were real and you could communicate with the plant world and that was absolutely what i'd been doing all these years and that was a huge thing to realize it really i think it empowered me in so many ways to just go deeper into this world and to understand connecting with the spirit world and the plant world on a whole new level and at the same time as my apprenticeship program's going on i'm also taking all these steps going to doctors trying to figure out my health stuff and I'm also going to a therapist trying to figure out my mental health stuff. So I was kind of just trying to pick up all the pieces and slowly getting into a place where I could start working again so that I could start (laughs) paying my bills and paying back the loan that I owed. And at the beginning of herb school, we were asked to pick a plant ally. So we were going, we were, we were to do a plant quest with whatever ally we picked and we would be working with that plant for the duration of this apprenticeship program and at the end of the program we would do a presentation about what we learned about this plant so for whatever reason (laughs) i intuitively picked yarrow i was like this is my plant this is the one i'm supposed to work with and i mean it ended up being insanely magical and i think i'm actually going to read to you let me see if i can find it i'm going to read to you the I guess write up that I made for my presentation about yarrow in herb school because I feel like my relationship with yarrow is so big and so um it's hard to language but I had sat down to intentionally do this so I feel like it might it'll at least show the initial stages of our relationship and why this plant is so important to me. I often feel like plants are like friends you know if you have a friend that you've been friends with for a decade and you've gone through so many things together and you're trying to explain in a sentence how much they mean to you or why it's so complex it's complicated it's intricate and we can have that level of complexity and love in our relationships with the plant world as well but okay i'm gonna read you what i wrote 
Yaro is my teacher, my sister, my friend, my grandmother, my warrior hero, my protector, my guide, my patient yet take no bullshit ally. Our journey together began in the dreaming state. Each night, another fearful, acheful, painful memory was shoveled onto the imaginary bed I chose to lay in. Yeah, I was having horrible nightmares the, at this time when all of the other stuff was happening, like horrific, horrific nightmares. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get into more detail about, about that later, maybe. In the mornings, I awoke, shaken and afraid, knowing to reap Yarrow's healing, I would need to dust off the dirt, stand up, and meet Yarrow halfway. What I would come to discover is that this act in itself was Yarrow's medicine. And then I wrote a poem that I shared. It's called Medicine. <laughs> the Yarrow in the meadow loves my dirty mind. She laps it down her throat like it was something sweet. The horsetail by the creek grows from my nail beds, so that my dirty paws grow greener with the seasons. You sullied me in mid-July, my body, my home, my chapel, left me to rot with the gutter leaves from last fall. I thought I might die in my sleep that night, skin rubbed raw, but a flower that withers births seeds for the spring, so I pressed my back against the pine tree, and I let the citrus needles draw blood as the juicy mosses licked me clean. Out here dirt is like medicine. Out here dirt sets me free. And then I continue. This year has been a weird one. It began with the onset of voices and hallucinations more potent than I had experienced in a long, long time. And I have certainly met my share of otherworldly beings. My lifelong fear was realized when I received the diagnosis of schizophrenia in January, a diagnosis I had run from many times before at last had me cornered. I want to make a note about that diagnosis because the therapist I was seeing quote-unquote diagnosed me as schizophrenic. However, she did not have like the credentials to do that. So technically, I would not say that I have a schizophrenic diagnosis. The whole experience that I had with this therapist was really intense and triggering and terrifying for me. And I might talk, like, I'll talk about schizophrenia and my, my perspectives on the illness in another episode. But I just want to make that clarification, just because technically I wasn't diagnosed. I was just told that I had it. <laughs> okay. My physical health deteriorated as I struggled to eat, sleep, and move. I slipped into unemployment, and my day-to-day -day reality became staring at walls, dry heaving, and asking them to please, please, please leave me alone. I didn't know how I would find you, Yaro. I didn't even know how I would take a shower or leave the house. But I leaned on my support system, I swallowed the days up hour by hour, and I made my way to Calgary, where I was embraced by my closest friends. It was here that I met Yaro for the first time outside of the dreaming state. My friend was experiencing pain in her womb, and something outside of me knew to ask her if I could try to move the energy. My friend lay on the couch, I kneeled before her, and her dog, Arrow, sat protective at my back. We felt as ayahuasca came forward to guide my friend into surrender, and Yaro came forward to guide me. My this is, by the way, uh, this is Jessica. If you listen to my episode with Jessica, the friend I've been I'm referring to here is Jess. My hands hover hovered above her body, somehow knowing exactly what to do. I pulled a black, sludgy rope from her womb and passed it on to Yarrow, who was standing by my side. When the work was complete, Yarrow gave me 
information to relay to my friend so she would know how to take care of her womb and recover from the work we had just done. After it was all over, we tried to digest the experience that we both went through. In hindsight, this moment marked the start of a massive transformation. I completed two plant quests with Yarrow, totaling 10 days. The first led to the second as I realized I needed to work with Yarrow on the spiritual plane instead of the physical. On the first day of my plant quest, I pulled three tarot cards. For the first card, I asked, why have you chosen to meet me? To which I pulled the Ten of Cups, which represents contentment and a happy home life. For the second card, I asked, what do you have to teach me? To which I pulled the Ten of Pentacles, which represents the passing on of positive traditions. The one in tarot represents beginning and the zero, spirit. The cycle is complete with the ten and can return to start a new cycle with the one. For the third card I asked, how can I heal? To which I pulled the wheel of fortune, symbolized by four men in the wheel. The one on the way up says, I, I will rule. The one at the top says, I rule. The one on the way down says, I have ruled. And the one at the bottom says, I am without rule. At the time I pulled the message, that what seems random and faded is part of a pattern, disaster is a blessing in disguise, and circumstances are changing. One night, I decided to meet Yara while meditating in my bathtub. Yara took me back in time to visit my child self. I watched as she screamed in pain, pulling her hair and begging it to stop. I rocked her in my arms, gave her a special prayer, and taught her how to create a protective shield. I flashed into the kitchen on the night she tried to end her life. I showed her what she was here for, banished the devil whispering over her shoulder, and held her as she cried. Finally, I flashed to the day that my child self approached her mother to tell her what was happening. I watched as she got rejected and sent to her room. She curled up on her floor in shame and hopelessness. I curled up with her and whispered in her ear. I told her she had allies. I helped her to her feet, lifted her chin, and took her hand. Together we stepped through time and space, onto the plant path. It was over now. She would never live in the darkness again. I kept her safe and healthy as she grew. We lived in forests and meadows. She played like a child should play and laughed how a child should laugh. And she never had to tense up for footsteps approaching her bedroom door. When I came back, I knew something had shifted. It was over. The child was safe. I had broken the cycle. I curled up in the bathtub and Yara rocked me in the water while ayahuasca became the sky above and Mother Earth the cradle below. The month and a half that followed, I spent reconnecting to my body through food, sleep, meditation, and movement. I moved to a new home, got a new job, and regained my health, all the while with Yarrow by my side. I looked to astrology to learn more about Yarrow. I discovered that Yarrow is of the water element, which made perfect sense to me. Water is the medium that I found most useful when working with this plant. All my most potent experiences with yarrow came from yarrow baths, teas, or yoni steams. Yarrow lives on Venus, and in mythos, yarrow is nicknamed the wounded healer. In astrology, the asteroid Chiron is also known as the wounded healer. If you look at my natal chart, Chiron and Venus are side by side in the 8th house. Because these planets are next to each other, their energies merge together. So Venus, the planet of love, harmony, and relationship merges with Chiron, an asteroid that represents our deepest spiritual wounds. The houses in astrology point to what area of your life different energies are likely to manifest. The eighth house represents sex, the occult, and death. So because Chiron is in my eighth house, my deepest wounds are in these areas of my life. 
Yaro, who is from Venus and regarded as the wounded healer, is the perfect guide to help me transform my deepest wounds into my greatest gifts, and that is exactly what she is helping me do. The final experience I want to share happened on my birthday this year, which was like, you know, two years ago or more now. (laughs) I went to a group meditation guided by mediums and focused on love. At the beginning of the meditation, I felt a huge pain in my heart that I was struggling to breathe through. Yaro was beside me, as she has been now for months. She told me to surrender to the light energy I knew was around me. When I did, an angel named Jasmine approached me. She asked to enter my heart, and when I allowed her, the pain vanished. Yaro and Jasmine directed my gaze forward, where I could see my grandfather in the distance, beating his chest to symbolize, stay strong. I have seen this image many times over the past year. My grandfather was schizophrenic, and although I never met him, I felt strongly connected to him. He told me he wanted to show me something, and I looked. And as I looked behind him, I could see my ancestors over generations, all connected to a ball and chain. The chain broke, and I watched as each of my ancestors became free from the shadow that shackled them together. He then turned the other direction to show me the future generations to come. The trajectory had shifted, the sickness was gone, the burden was now a gift, and the generations to come would use this gift to heal. He told me to feel that, to feel proud, and he held me in that space with Yarrow and Jasmine rooting me on. And so the cycle, completed with the ten, can return to start a new cycle with the one. Yarrow chose to meet me, to grant me the gift of a happy childhood, family unity, and a firm foundation within myself. Yarrow came to teach me how to transform schizophrenia from a curse into a gift, so I may end the cycle and pass on a positive family tradition. To heal with Yarrow, I surrender fully to the Wheel of Fortune. From the bottom to the top again, on the wheel I spin. The wise man is one who accepts the downturns with grace because he knows that the wheel will turn again and he will rise in the fullness of time. The truly wise man knows that there is never a run of luck that does not run out, whether positive or negative. Thank you, Yarrow. <sighs> yeah, so <laughs> that's like um, basically like a summary of less than a year of working with Yarrow. It's been a few years now, or a couple, I guess. And yeah, that relationship has just like deepened and strengthened. And <laughs> I just, I love the plant world so much. And I think there's so much medicine available to us through the plant world. And I just really, I want people to know that. (laughs) And I'm still learning a lot. I have, there's a lot of plants I haven't connected with. There's a lot of plants I could connect with more deeply. But yeah. Hmm. Is there any other plants that I want to talk to? I kind of want to talk about fir a little bit. Fir trees. I have a plant ally named fir. (laughs) It's a fir tree that's near the house that I used to, or the apartment I was living in before I moved to where I'm at now. And I met this plant when I was going through a very challenging time in my life. I mean, I feel like you could say that about any chapter of your life, but I was going through my latest challenge. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of not feeling safe. And fur presented to me as a very masculine energy and a very strong and protective energy and I would feel him enter into my space whenever I felt afraid like at night I remember I could just call on fur and cedar as well cedar was a big ally for this as well and they would just it would be like these trees 
I could see these like pillars of light in the shape of a tree just like surrounding me in my bed. And I used to go visit this fir tree almost daily, as well as the Cedar Council, which I think I've talked about on here before as well. And yeah, I, he just became my friend. He um, suggested to me to harvest some of his, his fir pitch to make into medicine. So I did, and I worked with his medicine, which was beautiful. And yeah, we just had a beautiful relationship. I did some plant sits with him just to learn more about who he is and learn more about his essence and his medicine. And when I moved, I remember saying goodbye to him. There's another story about fur, but I don't know if I'm going to share it. Let me ask. No, I don't think I'm going to share it today. I don't really want to go there right now. But it was a really special experience, I'll just say that. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know if I've talked about it on here before. I get dizzy about what I've talked about and what I haven't. But I don't think that I have. And I think one day I will, but not today. Anyways, so I remember saying goodbye to Fur, and Fur gave me a song that would come, like, to listen to whenever, or when it came on, it could be a symbol that they were saying hi, and it was a song, You've Got a Friend in Me, <laughs> so I downloaded that to my Spotify, and now whenever it comes on, I think of Fur, but just recently, like a few days ago, I went to visit this fir tree, because this fir tree is really close to where I used, where I still work, so I went, left early for work so that I could go to the park up the hill and I sat with fur and it was a really special moment because I remember um I had a, a lot of intense emotions and I just like greeted fur like you would greet an old friend and I just leaned against his trunk and it's like I was completely present with this individual plant because one thing about plants is they kind of have this higher consciousness that is like the collective of all of the plants. So it's like when I'm speaking to yarrow, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to all yarrow. But that being said, each individual plant has their own individual essence as well, in my opinion, from my experience with plants. So, so I can have a relationship with fur as like the species. And then, you know, through connecting with one particular plant for an extended period of time, I can develop like an intimate relationship with just that particular fir tree. I kind of see it similar to like, you know, me, Brienne, the ego versus my higher self. Although I don't know if that's the best analogy because, uh, well, I'm going to go with it anyways. But I was just sitting with, with fur and I was just being completely present with the fact that this was, that I had a relationship with this individual plant and that we had like a friendship. Like it felt like how you would with any friends, any other friend. And that was just a really beautiful thing to experience. And I don't know if I had a point to that, except to say that I really do feel like we can create these really special bonds with plant spirits. And plants are so loving and like they literally absorb energy from the earth, which is love herself. And it's just such a potent and delicious and healing and nourishing energy to connect with a plant and I highly recommend it to anyone and everyone. I know now that I've moved, every time I move I just kind of find the nature patches near my house and there's a spruce tree just down the street from me now and 
me and the spruce tree have been starting to create our own relationship. And they're just like a friend that every time I walk by, I say hi. And I love that. And I highly recommend that anybody and everybody does that because these plants, they have so much to teach us. There's so much guidance and wisdom. And it's also, there's so much support. Like when you're walking, <laughs> I don't know, listening to your music at night because you're sad or you feel isolated or alone. Then you look around and there's like plants everywhere or even in just some places. <laughs> Like most cities have like plants somewhere, you know, um, and just recognize those as friends. You're not alone. There's somebody here and here and here and here and here that wants to support you, wants to help you if you can be open to receiving. I'm going to share one more story of one more plant ally. Um, I have like so many stories, but I'm just going to share one more because I've already been talking for a little bit, but I want to talk about ashwagandha. So ashwagandha is a plant that I met during my herb school. And I didn't have, like I learned about ashwagandha during this time, but I didn't personally work that closely with the plant until after the program was complete. During the program, everybody grew their own plant ally. <laughs> so I grew a bunch of yarrow and then we brought those to class at the end of the program and each person got to take home one plant and somehow I ended up with two ashwagandha plants and I didn't know I remember it was probably getting to winter and I had had these plants out on my patio and I was just I went to my patio one day to look for just to look at how they're doing and whatever and I remember seeing ashwagandha and being like oh this plant needs to come inside and so I brought the plant inside and it was then that I realized, oh, so <laughs> ashwagandha has, the way its berries grow, it ha it's called a Chinese lantern and it's basically like an inflated seed pod. Anyways, it's very pretty and when it's dried it also is very pretty and, and I had seen it for the first time when I was at herb school at the end of my program, like a girl ha had one and I was just enamored by it and she just like thought it was so lovely how much I loved it that she just gave me it to keep and I didn't know that it was from ashwagandha until I saw that I had this plant on my patio that had these Chinese lanterns and I was like oh my goodness this is ashwagandha and I felt inspired to work with the plant and this is when I also realized that <laughs> I had two ashwagandha plants on my patio which was weird. I didn't know why I had to. It was very bizarre. And I would come to <laughs> something would unravel that would be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to share about it, but um, yeah. So I sat down and I just did a meditation with the plant and she was teaching me about the power of desire. And I kept hearing the lines of a roomy poem over and over. The spirit of desire has made us what we are and we transcend. And as I was sitting with Ashwagandha, she was asking me what I desire. And she was asking me to be clear with myself about what I desire. She said that there's no particular thing that I need to desire. But she warned that what you desire, you become. So be careful about what you want. And she told me that there was medicine in dreams and that she would come to me in my dreams. 
And then after that, I was like, okay, so she told me to place the plant next to my bed. So I placed the ashwagandha plant next to my bed and she started coming to me in my dreams. And my dreams were, I had some dreams that were like, order, like the dreams were like ordinary life, but there were weird, disturbing things that were happening. And I was like, okay, these are my desires. Interesting. Like this is an interesting reflection. And so I started to be more conscious of my desires and I started to be more intentional about like, I think at this stage in my life, I was really attached to the idea that my pain and my suffering had made me who I was in a lot of ways. And so I needed to have more pain and more suffering in order to keep being the person that I was instead of recognizing that who I am at the core of me is separate from any external thing that's ever happened. And like, yes, I found the medicine in a lot of challenging experiences, but they didn't make me who I am. So ashwagandha was kind of a helper in helping me to to shift the belief or the attachment that I had to pain and suffering as a tool for growth. And so I started focusing a lot more on allowing myself to dream about happiness and to dream about joy and to dream about abundance and things like that. And as I did that, I started to have my dreams shift as well, which is really fascinating to see. And I remember around this time working with Ashwagandha, some friends came into town for a visit and we stayed up really late talking. But then like we stayed up late talking and then when I left to go to bed, I ended up being on my phone even later talking because I just like a friend needed some comfort. And so I stayed up like really, 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 really stupidly late and I was going to be like my partner and I were going to be driving them to the airport the next morning really early and I remember waking up really early and not paying much attention to my dreams and I was like okay I need to take these people to the airport and I felt so physically ill like so sick for some reason and like I felt like I was gonna puke and and it was like my whole body was just screaming no my body was telling me to go back to bed and get some rest and to let my partner drive them to the airport but I wanted to be a good host. I wanted to please them more than I wanted to be concerned about my health. So <laughs> I ended up going to the bathroom and I forced myself to throw up because sometimes <laughs> when I'm nauseous, if I can throw up, then you know you kind of get that little break where you're not nauseous. So I forced myself to throw up and then headed down to the car and I was so so freaking sick like so completely I just was in so much pain and I did not like I felt worse than I did before and I felt like I was gonna throw up at any moment and the whole car ride I couldn't even like really interact because <laughs> I was just so sick and I was like I should have just stayed home and stayed in bed and then I got home and I went to bed and I woke up from a horrible dream and in the dream I was desperately trying to find something that I needed and there were all these really unhelpful people around and I wasn't succeeding in finding what I needed because I was too busy trying to please everyone else and at the end I ran into these two individuals and they put their hands in my mouth and they put pressure on my teeth and I remember it was really really painful but it was what they wanted to do and I wanted to please them. So I just let them keep doing this thing to my teeth. 
And then after some time, I like excused myself to go to the bathroom to kind of like get away. And I was just like politely laughing and chatting as I left so that I wouldn't like upset them for needing to go to the bathroom. And then I went to the bathroom and I felt my mouth and all of my teeth fell out into my hands and I was horrified. And I woke up and I just kind of heard Ashwagandha's voice or like message of be careful what you want. And I just realized that in that moment, like driving my friends to the airport or whatever, or not even driving, being in the passenger seat while my partner drove them to the airport was me wanting to people please more than I cared about my own body and my own health. And that was a powerful message for me because that was kind of how I lived my life at that point. That was kind of how I moved through the world. So ashwagandha kept giving me dreams and things like that to, to help me become aware of what I was wanting and how I was moving through the world. To the point where I literally ended up having a really beautiful and wonderful dream one night with her where I had all of my dreams come true and I was like financially abundant and I lived out in nature and all of these beautiful things were happening and I never have dreams like that like like my whole life I've always just had nightmares and so that was a really epic experience to have yeah and then maybe I'll I'll tell this vaguely but um so how I had these two ashwagandha plants which is very bizarre because I, I just don't know how I ended up having two ashwagandha plants but I kept one beside my bed and then I had been telling my partner at the time about these experiences and I was like, you should try working with ashwagandha in this way. And I put the plant next to his side of the bed and his plants, st- <laughs> um, I don't think he was that into it. I don't think he was that interested in working with ashwagandha at all, to be honest. Um, and I just remember his plant started to like, it just got bugs like it got infested with all these little black bugs and I was like what the heck that's so weird and I cleaned off all the bugs and I was like what's going on like what and I looked at my ashwagandha plant and mine had no bugs and then it was like weird and I like kind of kept it there anyways and then slowly this plant just became infested again and died not slowly quite quickly of this infestation from these bugs and I was like Huh, interesting. And <laughs> I'm not going to go into details of what that represented in my mind or what that was because I feel like there just isn't enough space and distance between that chapter of my life for me to speak to it. But I remember that being a really fascinating experience for me because my ashwagandha plant was fine and ashwagandha had just, teach, t- had just taught me this really potent lesson about you know, watching what you desire because what you desire you become. And then as soon as I put the plant next to him, the plant became infested and died of that infestation. Yeah, weird. Weird stuff. Wild stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Do I have anything else I want to share? I don't think so. I guess just if you're listening to this and you're interested. The books that I read, I think one of them is called Plant Spirit Medicine by Elliot Cohen. And then The Lost Language of Plants by Stephen Harold Berner, I think. I don't know if that's right. But The Lost Language of Plants. And then the other one was um, one of Matthew Wood's books. I really love Matthew Wood. Um, 
which is the book of herbal wisdom. So those were the three books that I was gifted that kind of got me really, really inspired on this path. And yeah, if you're wanting to connect more with the plant world, just start saying hi when you walk by plants on the street. Ask them if you can touch them, ask them if you can talk to them, and just listen for a yes or a no, you know? And then visit those places often, say hello, be present with these plants. And if you want, you can do plant sits, which is where you sit and you meditate with the plant. You know, I recommend 30 to 45 minutes. So you could bring a journal if you wanted to, set some intentions before you connect in. Maybe your intention is to learn more about the plant and the medicine they offer. Maybe your intention is to heal something in yourself. But either way, just set that intention and go and sit and work with that plant. And I promise you, you'll receive some beautiful messages. Just be open to the way that things come forward. I think I've spoken about this in one of my earliest episodes, but plants communicate through us in a similar way that spirits do in the spirit realm, which is through all the different clairs. So through sight, through sound, through just a, a knowing, through smelling something, through just having like memories come up, through symbols. There's so many different ways that the information will come through. So don't discount the information when it's coming through. If you see a visual of a dog, write that down. If you see a visual of a spider, write that down. If you hear the world or the word summer, write that down. And don't overthink it. Just kind of let yourself be in a flow state. Let yourself be in a meditative, curious state. And the messages will come through, I promise you. Plants are so special and so, so powerful. And I recommend to anybody listening that you go out and make some plant friends because they are great allies to have when you're going through a hard time. Truly, absolutely. Yeah, so anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I'm feeling like I need a nap or something. <laughs> I don't know what's, what, I don't know. I don't know about me. There's a lot going on, but you know, there always is. It's part of being a human. But anyways, I'm glad to have recorded this episode because I really wanted to get an episode out anyways this week. So hope that you enjoyed and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you want to connect with me, I will have all the links in my show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Venus and Chiron. And I hope you have a magical day. Sending you so much love.